When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We got your SEC champions! Your University of Alabama Crimson Tide! And how about Boo Corrigan and the college football playoff committee? They got it right! Link is in! Bama is in! They're going to the playoff! They'll take on Michigan in the Rose Bowl! New Year's Day! We're rocking and rolling right now with you, the hottest show on the streets, bringing you your Bama football news in my own words. Your truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown, Alabama Magazine. Happy to be here with you. Enjoy my time in Hotlanta. Enjoy my time at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Enjoy my time watching Alabama take down the number one team in the country who had not lost in 29 games prior to over the weekend. Bama in the playoff. We're bringing the show from the magic city of Birmingham, streaming this live to you through YouTube. Speaking of the channel, you know what time it is. You smash that subscribe button right now. Get subscribed, get on, get locked in to your Bama content right here. You hit that subscribe button, you tap the like button. Give us that thumbs up, smash the like button, run those likes up, baby. Get those likes up right here on the show. We appreciate all of you. The Daily Super Chat Go $100. Daily Super Chat Go 100 bucks right there. We appreciate the love and support from all of you. The Bama fans, we want to hear from you. Tonight, you can do this by calling 205-448-1358. The number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. One more time, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you. And right now, we jump to right now, John, the first topic of the conversation, that being Bama in the playoff on Sunday College football playoff committee did the right thing. Did it right. I know we have all, including I myself, we've made jokes about the committee, but they got it right this time in terms of the four teams that are in there, including your Alabama Crimson Tide getting a huge victory. Huge victory for Georgia in the SEC championship game, 27-24, backing the committee into a corner. Putting the best resume on the table. Four wins over teams in the CFP Top 25. Three of those wins 
at the point when Bama played these three teams, uh, Tennessee, LSU, Ole Miss, they were all in the top 25, and Bama beat them by double digits. So four wins right there, four huge ones. And when you look at you beat the number one team in the country, you beat the two-time defending national champion, you beat a team that hasn't lost in 29 tries, you back the committee into a corner, and you force them, hey, here's our resume. Nobody else has a win over the number one team. No one else has this but Alabama. Do a huge job there by the Crimson Tide getting this win, putting the committee in this uncomfortable situation to make this move that they had to make. And good job there by the committee on making the move. Bama, number four here in the playoff. Crimson Tide goes in. Now, what's awesome about this is last year, the playoff, nobody really watched it at all. I mean, three different ESPN networks struggled to get a million ratings. Why? Because TCU got in there, and they got taken to the woodshed like a motherless child, getting completely abused by Georgia. So nobody watched for real the playoff last year. This time, with the committee getting it right, the four best, not the four most deserving, but the four best, now... You're about to see ratings. You're about to see revenue share. You're about to see TVs being occupied. You're about to see people compelled to sit on the bottom and watch these matchups because this is correct. You got three major powers in here. Michigan's in here. They'll take care of the Midwest. Michigan's in here. Big blue, big brand. You got Texas in here, number three. Big brand in the South. You got Texas, Darkeesian, his third year. You got the Horns in the college football playoff. You got Bama in here. The Southeast travels. Bama Nation travels. I've, I've, I've said this once. I've said this several times. You have three types of fans out there. The Bama fans who are going to support Bama no matter what. You got the Bama haters, those who want to see Bama go down, and you got the people who are indifferent, but they just want to see a marquee brand on the field. Bama's a marquee brand. So there you go. And then last but not least, Washington, West Coast. Y'all can shut up. You got a West Coast team in here. Washington's in here. That takes care of the Pac-12. So the committee got it right. You got the four best teams in here. You got three of the biggest traditional marquee power brands out there. You're going to watch. You're going to watch. This is going to get you to compel you to get to a TV set. And on top of that, Bama draws Michigan in the Rose Bowl. The granddaddy of them all, baby. Pasadena, California. On New Year's Day, Bama, Michigan, the Rose Bowl. And you've already got betting sites out there that's got Bama as the underdog. Vegas has already opened up this line with Michigan being a two-point favorite. Woo-hoo! Lank is going to be on display again. Again. Here, when you look at the Rose Bowl, you got Nick Saban against Jim Harbaugh. That's going to be phenomenal right there. Two of the biggest brands in college football going at it. And remember here, remember this, folks. Bama's run of championships under Nick Saban started at the Rose Bowl. 
against Texas. 2010 game, 2009 season. So it's only fitting for Nick Saban to make this statement of, I still run college football. I haven't lost my swag. I haven't lost my sauce. I haven't lost my step by returning to Pasadena, the Rose Bowl, to take care of Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. So this is fun. This is good. This is very interesting right here. College football playoff committee, they got it right. They got it right. They got it right. Bama's in here in the playoff with a ch- after missing out on it last year. Bama's in the playoff. Number four team takes on Michigan here in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Crimson Tide got that job done in the SEC championship game, putting that win over Georgia on its resume to force the committee you got to make this move. And I know Florida State's upset. You got the senator of Florida out there making letters to the college football playoff committee. You got Florida State's head coach, Mike Norval, saying this is a sad day for college football. You got the Florida State AD ripping people. Look, Florida State, like, you, um, you struggled with Florida at the end. You couldn't put away Louisville at the end. The ACC, nobody in that conference challenged you this year. Like Miami was up and down. Clemson was up and down. Nobody really challenged you in that conference. So, yes, you did go undefeated. Yes, you did go 13-0. But who challenged you? Who pushed you? Who gave you friction? Nobody. And uh, once again, you don't want another TCU situation where nobody challenged them until they ran up against a buzzsaw in Georgia and they got treated like a prom night dumpster baby. Like, you don't want that situation again. You don't want that again. So, the committee got it right here. Four marquee programs here in the playoff. We're going to go, take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that down. We're just getting your chest warm. We're just, we're just getting your heat up here. When we get back, we're going to go to the phone lines, right? We're going to take your calls, your thoughts. What was your reaction Sunday when the committee put Bama in there? We're going to get to you after this. This is Matt Cadell, former Alabama wide receiver, and you're listening to In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith with Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And I got two words to say, baby. Roll Tide. Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they've put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because one dollar of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. 
Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes, making memories from scratch. All right, folks, we're back rocking and rolling to the action from the break. Hottest show on the streets. Number one form for Bama. Football news, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA, your Crimson Tide in the college football playoff as the number four seed after beating Georgia 27-24 in the Southeastern Conference title game. Gotta show some love to Wookiee Gremlin with the two dollar donation dropping that in there. Then we got Dale B with the 20 dollar donation. Dale B helping us out. Thank you kindly, Dale B. Then we got Jay Townsend with the 10. Got him 10 dollar donation right there. Appreciate that from Jay, Dale B, Wookie Gremlin. Helping us out on the show. The daily super chat go $100. Daily super chat go $100 right there. We appreciate you guys. Right now we go to the phone lines to grab your calls. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to let your voice be made known, 205-448-1358. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Stephen M. Roll Tide. This is Tide Man calling in from Jackson, Mississippi. Tide Man, I mean, uh, when the clock hit triple zero, it's Nick Saban holding a ninth SEC championship for Alabama. All of this noise about Kirby Smart, completely a better coach than Nick Saban, but Nick Saban is five and one all time against Kirby Smart. How'd you feel? How'd you feel when the game ended, Tide Man? Two Saturdays, I mean, two Saturdays in a row. I was I was still recovering from the Iron Bowl. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, gotta wait, gotta wait up for the SEC championship. <laughs> and uh, and so the final scores of both games were the same. I think, right, 27-24 in both A- games. The exact same. Uh, of course, in very different fashions. But um, I was so thrilled to beat Georgia and. My reaction Sunday, it might be different from a lot of other Bama fans in this sense. I was more concerned about Georgia not getting in than whether or not we got in. Because I just my I just wanted to end all of this like you just said, all of this Kirby is the is is the new goat, the uh, Georgia's the new dynasty, Bama's done. You know, Saban has been out coached and out. You know, I was more concerned about just putting it to Georgia and then seeing them when it flashed up number six, Georgia, and I knew they weren't in it. I was good. I was good. I'm like, we're, we're, we're good. <laughs> we, we, we nipped Georgia in the bud. We put all that stuff to rest. And then it was just like an extra, extra gravy on top of it, man, the extra layer on the cake when I saw that we did get into the playoffs to actually have a chance at the 19th National Championship. So that was my reaction. You know, I, I know we're always, as Bama fans, we always, the National Championship is our goal every single year, National Championship or bust. The way we started out the season, all the question marks, uh, all the criticism, 
you know, I just never expected us to even be where we are today. So for us to, you know, knock them Georgia Bulldogs and hush them up, all that barking, all that yapping that they've been doing for the past two years, you don't hear mumbling peep out of them now. Go home, little doggies. Know your place. Bama's still the king of the hill, still on the mountaintop, still the dynasty. As the Bama players say, you, you, you can replicate, but you can't. Uh, but you can't imitate. I mean, you can't replicate. You can only imitate. You know, you can never be Bama. All you can try to do is try to imitate Bama, and you can do, and you can do it successfully, like Kirby's done for a couple of years. But you're never going to win six national titles. Ain't nobody going to be the goat like Nick Saban is. So my reaction was seeing Georgia at number six. Bam, I was good. And then to see us get in number four, man, it just just made me even just push me over the over the top all the all the more. I don't know if you felt that same way. I know other people that get on the call before I get before I get off. I want to let you know and other people who are listening. I, I'm not a big uh, fine mom fan. I mean, I don't watch fine mom or listen to him constantly every day. But I tuned into him earlier this afternoon, and you, Stephen M. Smith, were prominently featured. On the Paul Feinbaum show, you know, talking about your uh, your uh, what you did on Friday and uh, the, the 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 replay of the kick six and all that showed you uh, twice. We played he played it twice. It was so good. Uh, so anybody can go back and look up the Feinbaum show to see Stephen M. Smith. If you can look it up, put it on your web page and put it on us so we can watch it again. We'd love to see that. Uh, it was it was really really good. So props to you for getting some credit from. Mr. Paul Feinbaum there, but roll, Todd, roll. I couldn't be any happier today, and uh, love to everyone out there. Let's uh, let's go get this natty, 1990. Absolutely, Todd, man, checking in, for the, checking in there from Mississippi. Appreciate the call right there, and I enjoyed myself on the Paul Feinbaum show. It was fun. Absolutely, it was fun, but I enjoyed doing this even more, talking to you, the Alabama football faithful. Let's grab this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feel? And state your name, and where you calling from? This is Jay Townsend, Stephen M. This is a Jay Townsend. Could you imagine what I'm going through right now? I'm out here in Round Rock, Texas, 15 miles north of Austin. I mean, Jay, I I can only imagine what you are feeling, but I I think for you, you're thinking, God, let Bama get another crack at Texas. (laughs) Hey, hey, let me tell you, Stephen, my best friend out here, uh, he's a big uh, Texas fan, and all he could talk about is that win. But he he put up $100 to say if we ever meet, meet him again, that they would beat us, and and I, he said, I tell you what, I will go up to two hundred. I say, okay, now let's go up to that two hundred. Now that they both in a position, I say, I know Alabama is going to the finals. Do you know that Texas is going? You know what I'm saying? I can't get him to budge, okay? But I I predicted this, but I thought Georgia would get in, but uh. I'm so glad that I'm going to walk around here and watch these people uh, after they get beat by Washington because it's going to be Washington and, and Alabama in the finals. That's my prediction, okay? We're going to take care of business just like we did against Auburn, just like we did against Georgia. 
They haven't seen a defense like Alabama yet. None of them have. So that's what I got to say, Stephen M. I, I mean, I'm a true Bama fan. I'm from Bama, but I've been here almost 20 years. Appreciate Jay Thompson calling in there from Texas, giving his thoughts on the show following a Sunday where Bama gets in to the college football playoff. We take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feel? And state your name. And where you calling from? Hello, Steve. It's Isaac from Mobile. How you doing, man? Isaac, I mean, I, I'm fantastic, man. I, I got home from Atlanta on Sunday night, and uh, – as I'm looking at the playoff rankings and seeing Bama go in number four on Selection Sunday, I'm just like, looking back at week three, the struggle against South Florida, the loss to Texas, how this team has transformed itself from that to they're in the playoff. What a job by Nick Saban and this team. Yeah, and, and they, they got it right. And you know what? I'm glad that Bama handled business Saturday because the disrespect, see, the disrespect has been disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got former Alabama players that played at Bama. Roman Harper, he's saying that when when Ole Miss played Georgia, he's saying that Alabama is the little brother to Georgia. And you got Greg McElroy and all this different you know all these people that played at Bama and all these analysts Kirby is the best coach and this and that Steve if me and you go head to head six times and you win five out of the six who the man you or me that'd be me because I won five out of the six thank you so but anyway hey all that talk is over we're not because we back on top I'm glad that we put all that nonsense to bed because we been the king still the king, and now we just showed the whole world. So the committee got it right. I mean, you know, I don't I don't know what people want. You know, y'all want us. Y'all want us to take care of the bully who y'all claim was the bully in Georgia, but we're not supposed to get rewarded, right? Y'all want us to get the bully out of the way, but we can't get in? Come on, man. And if anybody who a Texas fan, they shouldn't have nothing to say, right? You in. You know what I mean? So, and look, my thing is this. Hey, look, if if you a Florida State fan and if you so mad, go handle business against Georgia. They still, in my eyes, Georgia is still a top four or five team. Right. So if you that, if you that pissed off, go handle business. You know what I mean? But, I mean, because Isaac, because Isaac, if, if, if they get, if they get dog walked by Georgia, then that just proves the point that Florida State shouldn't even belong in the top four. Exactly. So, like I said, if, if y'all so mad and y'all so pissed off, oh, oh, we should have got it. Well, then, okay, there go your shot. And in and, and Michigan, you know, they saw what they wanted. They wanted a, a team with no quarterback. Well, I ain't going to say no quarterback, but a backup quarterback. They wanted a cakewalk to the championship. No, baby. Y'all finna see the real deal. See, they know See, they know Alabama, and this ain't, this ain't no uh, Cinderella. This ain't no team that got hot late. And they having a dynasty, a, a destiny season. No, 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 no. They know what's going on with Bama. But I ain't going to hold you up, man. I appreciate, appreciate you, appreciate what you do for all the fans, man. And roll tide. 
Rashad Ozick from Mobile calling in there. We keep this thing rolling. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, man, it's uh, Robert from Mobile. Robert, man, I mean, after the win and everything settled, you saw the confetti go, and then Sunday when you saw the college football playoff committee and Boo Corrigan up there, and you see Bama sliding at four. What was your heart rate, Robert? Give it to me. <laughs> I tell you, it, had to, it definitely was beating uh, a mile a minute. And, of course, ESPN drags it on as long as they can. Why do they do that? Like, Why do they like to give us a heart attack <laughs> by going through eight different commercials, five different breaks? We, we know what you're going to say. You just say it. And then they go to their six from the six, the number six team, instead of the number four team, which everybody wanted to know. Well, <laughs> so, although when and it was and they and they made Georgia six because they made uh, if they, if they went to, you know if like number five team said Georgia was five or something, we'd all know what the deal was. So they make Georgia six, and now the drama, now the, the drama between Alabama and Florida State is really high. Um, yeah. They, you know, we wouldn't have doubted this committee as long as we did if they if they uh, hadn't been doing these crazy things they were doing all season. Having Alabama and Texas below Oregon never made any sense. It was ridiculous from the outset, and they did. For them to drug it on that many weeks was just uh, being driving us all crazy. We're thinking, hey, the way this committee is running things, these folks are setting up where the SEC can't make it. If Alabama beats Georgia, how does the SEC get in? Alabama had to move from eight to four. <laughs> now we didn't think it was going to happen because they had them at eight for so long, no matter what Alabama did on the field, no matter who they beat. So that's why we couldn't trust them. They were, I guess, figuring it would all work itself out like it always does, and uh, they wouldn't have to make no tough decision. Well, you should have been making the tough decision. You should have been evaluating the teams correctly from the beginning. And that it's, then you wouldn't have had to look silly Kevin and jump Alabama from eight to four. No, a fool where they would, uh, that uh, Oregon's resume would, did not surpass either Alabama or Texas. But oh well, whatever. Thanks for getting it right eventually <laughs> and scaring us all half to death. But the, the team played uh, outstanding. It, and this is the killer. They were not perfect. Alabama is, can still improve. There's left room for improvement. Everybody else who played uh, uh, in the championship game, Except for, of course, Louis. Except for, of course, Florida State. Uh, the other teams who won played to their fullest potential. I believe. I think Michigan, about as good as they're going to get. <laughs> Texas, of course, really was outstanding. No, but that's as good as they get. Alabama still had room to grow. We could we could have played better. We could we could have caught interceptions that could have blew the game out. Uh, here's here's the scary thing, Rob. Here's the scary thing. Bama could have either shut Georgia out. Or held Georgia just to just seven points. That's the scary thing. Carson Beck should have been picked off four times. There were four yeah. dropped interceptions. Yeah, and we took uh, Miro. Unfortunately, took a few sacks that he shouldn't have taken. That made, that uh, killed a few drives. Uh, and and the play call it could have been better early on. That could have sustained you know, especially in the third quarter. The play play call in the early third quarter could have been better. I hate it took uh, uh, Tyree uh, Reed so long to start, you know, make, uh, putting the receivers underneath. Once he's, once he's uh, 
tore Isaiah Bond's stand underneath. Oh, but goodness, the sky was the limit. Right. Uh, that last drive was a thing of beauty. Uh, when Isaiah Bond stopped going out deep because Georgia was uh, sacrificing uh, the middle in order to keep Miro from throwing deep, which they knew Miro liked to do, once they okay, Isaiah, stay, stay within five yards, stay within 10 yards. <laughs> Change the whole game. I wish you had done that sooner, but when you did it, I tell you, Isaiah Bond has gone from the guy who uh, in last year when in the LSU game where Bryce threw him a great pass across the middle that would have kept a drive, that kept a drive alive and got his first down. He was third and long, but he could have gotten the first down and much more, but he drops it. And we have to punt. From He goes from that to Mr. Clutch in, 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 in this season. I mean, it's and uh, Burton's all the receivers. Burton's playing better. All the receivers are playing much better. I mean, it's just an, it's just a wonderful thing to see. And that he went into beast mode on that last touchdown drive. Uh, that, uh, but but like you said, the, like we said, the play calling changed and the routes changed, and he was wide open. I saw it earlier, and I was wondering why we weren't doing it. But he okay, great, we we got it. And uh, I mean, it was just uh, everybody was playing well. Miro could have done a little better, you know, with the uh, outlet, you know, hit the uh, guy on the outlet. But we were trying to the play, but, but the play routes were called for the guy to go so deep that he had to hold on to the ball longer than he should have. Should have been hitting his check downs a little earlier instead of waiting for those plays to develop. But uh, he, one thing, though, he had so much, he's got so much confidence in the offensive line because the offensive line was giving him, you know, four seconds good. I guess I mean I guess I guess you can understand why they got a little overconfident in him, but I mean it was definitely great. Uh, all these folks who said that uh, you know Nick Saban was dead, the team was dead, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Pollock of course made a total fool of himself saying uh, to Nick Saban's face, and they've asked some players about what Pollock said, tell as tell Nick Saban that Kirby Smart had passed him, <laughs> and some of the players took that to, took offense to that, and they showed him no dude. The king, the Nick Saban is still the king. Still, uh, he's out of college football. Don't even talk about another quarter, another coach being better. And they showed you why. So I'm definitely looking for Alabama to uh, take it the rest of the way. And for all the people who think that uh, Florida State should have gone, I mean, I'm sorry. To, we all understand the committee has to pick the four best teams, period. If all conferences were equally the same, then undefeated, uh, if, if, so then the un, going undefeated in the ACC, fine. We have got like a drop there from Robert Mobile, unfortunately, there. Uh, let's see here. We, we, we're going to go. We're going to actually go to this call. We're going to take this call or are we going? We're going to actually go to Super Chats. I go to Super Chats. Thank you, John. We're going to shout out my man, Eddie Rhodes, with that 50 Dollar donation. Appreciate that from Eddie Rhodes. How about that big 50 piece from Eddie Rhodes? And then we got the Sage with the 10 dollar donation. Appreciate the Sage. Oh! Oh! Right with Eddie Rhodes. Hold on now. Ask Bama Girl 26 with the 70 dollar donation. Dropping that in there. Appreciate Ask Bama Girl 26. And then we got Aaron McGuire popping up that two-step $2 donation right there. 
appreciate Eric McGuire. And then we got Camille Steele with that 999 in the Super Chats. Appreciate Camille. And Gucci Tide has returned with the 20 dollar donation. Whoa! We've met the goal, baby. 100 dollar Super Chat goal. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to all of you. The calls, the donations, the excitement. Appreciate you guys. Cool call topic right here. So, Sunday, Alabama had its annual awards banquet from the Sheraton Hotel in, Bur in, uh, in Birmingham. And so, all of the awards came out. But the biggest one, the permanent team captains were unveiled. These are the three individuals that will have their handprint and their cleat print footprint enshrined, cemented on Denny Chimes forever. These three players were voted on by their peers as permanent team captains. Jalen Milrow, Dallas Turner, and Malachi Moore. You couldn't have chosen a better three. Jalen Milrow has gone from watching Bryce Young be a two-time team MVP, two-time permanent team captain, to Jalen Milrow throwing up that link. He is a team MVP. He is a permanent team captain. And Milrow has a shot to do something that Bryce Young didn't do. Deliver Alabama a national championship as a starting quarterback. Kudos to Milrow. Kudos to Dallas Turner being a team captain permanent. Kudos to Malachi Moore, who after his freshman year, sophomore, junior year, went through some injuries. He's bounced back as a senior, has had a fantastic year. Permanent team captain. Shouts out to Malachi. All three guys. Milrow was up. Milrow, Dallas Turner. Malachi Moore, kudos to you. Gucci Tide with another five. Got a $5 donation from Gucci Tide. Helping us out here on the show. Definitely appreciate him and all of you making this your spot here for Bama football. We're going to go to a break right here, folks. When we get back, we touch on more of Jalen Milrow. He took home several awards at the banquet. He did his thing, for the most part, SEC Championship game. Uh, what a season this young man has had. And we're going to talk about it right after this. We're out here at Alumni Hall in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Gotta get this. Gotta get one of these right here. Can't rock that band without this shirt right here, fresh polo. You gotta also rock the all pink. Like Kanye West right there. Keychains, gotta get you some keychains. University of Alabama keychains. I'm telling you, if you are a diehard Alabama fan and you're looking for some big time apparel, this place has got everything. We're talking shirts. 
shoes, sweatshirts, hoodies, cups, mugs, keychains. If you're just a Todd fan that has an itch to get more apparel, get more swag in your game, you come right here at Alumni Hall in Tuscaloosa, right here in Midtown Village. And also you can shop online. The link is in the description to get your gear right here at Alumni Hall. We also have new, fresh, exclusive TDA gear you can get right now at Alumni Hall. That's in store or online. Hit that link in the description and search Touchdown Alabama to view all of the available gear Hurry and get yours before they're sold out. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, people, we're back rocking and rolling to the action from the break. Number one ticket for your Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Got the man John Ivory running the production studio on this evening. Bama in the college football playoff, the number four seed. The committee, Boo Corrigan, I know I've got it you a few times, Boo. Got it right, though, man. The committee got it right. They got the best four. Texas, Bama, Michigan, Washington. A bit of everybody represented. They got the best four in here. But topic two of the conversation here, before we get into topic two, we got the most awesome Chris with a $5 donation. The most awesome S, Chris. That $5 right there. Appreciate that. Folks. Jalen Milrow, this is just an incredible, there's no story quite like this. This is a very incredible story. Jalen Milrow, you know, uh, if, you, if, you, if you go preseason, preseason, he had plus 300 odds, according to Vegas. The lowest odds to win the starting quarterback job for Alabama. He had the lowest, Jalen Milrow did. And um, he he earns the starting job to start the season against Middle Tennessee. You know, the loss to Texas, he made some good plays, had some bad ones, but he made some good plays also. And uh, there were so many people, you know, he shouldn't be the starting quarterback. You know, Ty Simpson's better. Tyler Buckner's better. You know, with Milrow, you're going to lose three to four games. He's not it. Get somebody else in there. And then you have the psychology of Nick Saban. Uh, he goes, well, you know what? I'm going to give you what you ask for. We're going to start Tyler Buckner <laughs> against South Florida. Probably knowing good and well the young man shouldn't be out there. But you start Tyler Buckner. It's not good. Um he goes five for 14 passing. Jalen Miro could have sulked. He could have powered it. Could have been ticked off. Could have hopped in the transfer portal. Could have done whatever he wanted to do. Jalen Miro comes up with the most incredible acronym, family. He's got two of them, by the way. He comes up with an incredible acronym, family. Forget about me. I love you. Wow. The leadership, the support, the stick to to uh, be 
backing Buckner and Ty Simpson. He then earns the starting job back against Ole Miss. And Saban watches his quarterback progress week after week after week, game after game after game. And Saban is watching the confidence grow. He's watching the leadership grow. He's watching the maturity grow. And though it wasn't pretty, it hasn't always been pretty, but he, he, he gets the job done. And he's been getting the job done each and every week. And, and, and now, after winning the SEC Championship MVP, Bioro was the MVP, had two touchdown passes in the game against Georgia. At the team awards banquet on Sunday, Miro took home several awards. He took home the Commitment to Excellence Award. He took home the Offensive Player of the Year Award. He took home uh, he, he took on he took home several honors there. But the two most important ones, the two most important ones that he took home, the two most important awards that Miro took home. Number one, he took home uh, the. Uh, most valuable, he took on the most valuable player award, the MVP, voted on by his peers. And then he took home, he became a permanent team captain, voted on by his peers. This team believes in Jalen Milrow, and it's incredible. Was the SEC MVP from the title game, took home that award, and then at the team's banquet, he's uh, the MVP of the entire team. He's a, a permanent team captain, bored on by his teammates. And then he's the most inspiring player, bored on by his teammates. I mean, I mean, that's special. To go through the adversity that Milro endured, to go through all of the doubt that he went through, to go through all of the naysaying that he endured, and for him to come out with him being SEC champion as Alabama starting quarterback, for him to come out um, MVP of the SEC championship game, for him to come out as the uh, permanent team captain, one of three, for him to come out as the most inspiring player, and for him to come out as the offensive you know, player of the year. I, that, 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 that's, that, that, that that just, that, that speaks. It, it, it really speaks. It, it really speaks to the work ethic. It speaks to the development. It speaks to the stick-to-itiveness. It, it, it speaks to the confidence. It, it speaks to the second acronym of Milro. This one he um, collaborated with Terry on Arnold. This speaks to the let all naysayers know. This speaks to the lank. Milrow's been lanking people all year. Been lanking them all year. Whether it was, I think Texas A&M's going to get Bama. Milrow lanks them. He goes out against A&M, throws for 300 passing yards, three touchdowns. Whether it was, oh, no, LSU is going to get him. And Milrow lanks LSU. Four touchdown runs in that game. Or or it's, oh, oh no, no, yeah, Auburn. Auburn's going to take him down. Milrow, fourth and 31, miracle. 
touchdown pass there. Also had over 100 yards rushing against Auburn. But then you had all the people know Georgia's going to boat race Alabama. There's no way they beat Kirby Smart in Georgia. No way. They're not going to beat a team that hasn't lost in 29 games. What does Milrow do? Throw for two touchdown passes. And when you needed it, when you had to have it, the young man got it done. I mean, it's it's it, it, it's it's incredible. I mean, he, he's got Bama in the college football playoff with a chance to win Coach Saban, his seventh national championship at Alabama, his eighth overall, but seventh at Alabama to concretely put him over Paul Bear Bryant. I mean, what a what a job by Milro. And, and, and I've said this before. And, and people, you know, some understood it, some didn't. As much as I enjoyed what Tua Tonga and Bryce Young did, and I did, two outstanding young men. They come from incredible family. Men of character, men of integrity, family men. Absolutely. But but Tungabangoa and, and Bryce Young, they put you in the mindset of a instant microwavable offense, right? And yes, that's fine. That's fine. But the hurting thing about that is for as good as Tua and Bryce were, they did not get the national championship as the starting quarterback from start to finish. They didn't get that. Jalen Milrow, not the microwavable guy. He's Crock-Pot Bama. Crock-Pot Bama is the best version. When we, when we cook food in a Crock-Pot, whether you're doing roast, vegetables, whatever you're doing, when you put food in a crock pot, it requires patience. We don't like to be patient, America. We don't. We want it now, when we want it, instantly, how we want it. We don't like to be patient for things. It's like patience has become a swear word to us. But when you are patient and you put that food in that crock pot and you let those juices simmer, that food mixed together, it all takes its time and when you see that roast fall off the bone, fall off the casing, like, and you taste those vegetables and they're simmering in that juice like that, and you pull that out, you're like, oh, baby, and wait on that hearty meal all day. This is what I wanted. And it's that finger licking good. Why? Because you had to wait for it. And it required patience and it required time to come together and the best things take time to come together Dang and Milrow rock pot version of Alabama it took him some time to come together and now that he's come together Bama Nation look at where you are you're an SEC champion you're in the college football playoff Bama Nation you got a chance to go play for a national championship but it took crock pot patience to get that done so yeah this is awesome seeing this from one Jalen Milrow of home I think he's even moved up more on the single season school record list for total touchdowns for Alabama in a single season 
The last time I checked, I think he's now at, what, 36 or 37, probably? He's moved up, you know, that list as well. But kudos to Milrow, SEC champion, SEC championship game MVP, permanent team captain, offensive player of the year, uh, most inspiring player, commitment to excellence. Every award he has gotten, that young man has earned it and earned it the hard way. So proud of him. We go to a break right now, folks. Don't touch that down. When we get back, return to the phone lines. We'll get more of your calls, more of your thoughts, more of your interactions. Don't touch that down. We'll be back after this. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Chris Rogers, 2009 National Champion. You are listening to the baddest, when I say the baddest, sports show in the state of Alabama. In my own words, you know, yours truly. Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Don't touch that dial. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. And people, we are back in here to the action from the break on the number one on the hottest show on the streets, number one form. For your Bama football news, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Gotta show some love to my man John Ivory one time. Always holding it down in the production room. Well, him and Eli Walker, both of them. I got two great people, man. I got a lot of great people, but Eli and John, you know, those two, they keep everything in order. Best that they can. As we're back into the action here, folks, continue hitting the like button, smashing the subscribe button, making this your spot for all things Tide football. We go on the phone lines to grab your calls. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. You're live on the show. What's happening, how we feel, and state your name, and where you calling from? Hey, Stevie M. Smith, man. This is Ralph from... Birmingham, Alabama, man. How you how you feeling, man? Uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Ralph. I'm doing fantastic, man. When I saw the confetti fall and Alabama got the victory, 27-24, I was already pretty much on cloud nine. But then to wake up the next morning and to see Bukor again and this committee, which is already backed into a corner because Bama threw that resume on that desk. And them you know not leaving Bama out, but them honestly saying, hey, they got us in a tough spot. We got to put them in. And to see that script you know A about. at number four, that sent me the rest of the way over the moon. Hey, I'm right along with you, man. I was trying to recover from that from that iron ball <laughs> with, with that unbelievable play. I'm like, in I fourth, and, uh, f- fourth and 31, which, by the way, folks, Daniel Moore, in the next week or so, that painting will be done. 
I gotta I gotta find a I gotta find a way to get one of those. That's over that Tyrone Pro Throw uh catch. That that was just unbelievable. And to see this team from where they started, like so much work that needed to be done, those guys really put it together. Like they really worked on it. And when they got to the end of the season, you can really see, you know, almost a finished product. You know, they got more room to grow, but I mean they start playing together. They start correcting mistakes. They start executing. Like they did a lot of things that it just impressed me to see them improve, knowing that they was having troubles, like big troubles. Every so often, you'll see a little hiccup come up, you know. But for for overall offense and defense, you know, they almost had a complete game. And then too, uh, the Georgia game, that was a great game. Um, just to see how they pulled it together because it looked like Georgia's about to get their momentum and start running away from it. But, you know, they stayed resilient. And I believe that that uh, that game with Texas early in the year, I think that really helped them see that, all right, now, just because you put on this Alabama uniform, nobody's going to give you a win. And I think they've been fighting to prove themselves and show the world, like, oh, this is, this is who we are. We roll tight. This is Bama. You know, we don't take us don't take us weak. And so I, I'm just proud of the guys. They listen, I'm proud of you guys. Y'all did an unbelievable job, but we got more work to do. We got way more work to do. And for uh for all them Florida State fans, listen, you gonna find out what it is when you play George. If I, everybody come back on the Florida State side, I mean come back. Don't don't nobody go to the draft, come back and play Georgia. And we, you really going to see if you really need to be in that playoff because you're going to face uh, uh, Alabama clone, as they say. But I just say, man, like, this is great. This is great. Roll Tide, Steve M. Smith got that SEC championship haircut. Hey, I know we're going all the way. But, man, thank you for taking my call. Roll Tide to everybody. And, man, I just let you have it. Appreciate Ralph calling in there from Birmingham. I had to get the cut before the SEC title game. If I did not, I was going to be looking at myself crazy. So I had to get that done. But we're going to take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name. And where you calling from? Hey, uh, Steve. This is Rob from Chicago. How are you doing today? Doing great, Rob. Can I complain here? Bama gets into the playoff, took care of Georgia. How about this? Bama back in here. Yeah. Well, hey, as usual, I want to give you some observations of the Georgia game and then a couple points about looking forward to Michigan. And, you know, chime in on which one of these you think is most interesting to you. First of all, I think uh, overall, I thought uh, Alabama was dominant on the offensive and defensive lines. Uh, more so than any other uh, point in the season against a, a great team. I think they could have easily won this game by 14 points. Uh, a couple interceptions were missed, and a couple of times uh, held the ball a little too long. But uh, very dominant. I think the score really was, um, was you know, disguised, masked how really dominant they were. I think the most important thing of this game was that uh, there were no turnovers by uh, Milrow. Uh, and I think that's going to be important moving forward. I really don't see Alabama losing if they don't commit turnovers. It's, it's okay for them to get sacked here and there, you know, have negative plays, but without turnovers, I just don't see a team uh, beating Bama. So 
So I think that's going to be important moving forward. And I think that's the biggest improvement I've seen Milrow make is uh, the decision-making in, in terms of not throwing interceptions. Uh, also, uh, I don't know if you noticed, Steve, in the fourth quarter, I watched the game for the second time, just focus on the offensive line. They were throwing around those Georgia Bulldogs like ragdolls in that fourth quarter. I mean, I've never seen particularly that right side of that line just blow people out. So that's a good omen looking forward. I think the yeah. biggest strength that Alabama has that really nobody really focuses on enough, I think they have the best secondary, certainly in college football, but maybe one of the best secretary, secondaries ever at Alabama. I mean, when you look at Malachi, Kool-Aid, uh, Carrion, and most importantly, Downs, I mean, those guys locked down. After that first drive, when, when, when Saban uh, went to that, I think it was too high, and they just said, hey, you know, we got to stop the run. Those guys went man-to-man cover, and they did a hell of a job. And, and wait, in my view, if they would have had Caleb Downs last year, they would beat Tennessee. There's no way in hell they would have been bombing them up the middle. I have a lot of respect for the guys last year. They were good run stoppers, but they couldn't play the ball nearly as well as Downs. So critical player. I think looking forward uh, with Michigan, I think, uh, you know, they're one-dimensional. You know, their running back, uh, Corm, gets about 20 to 30 carries a game. I looked at his statistics against Penn State and, and Ohio State uh, and Maryland, which were their three toughest games. I, I think Alabama stops him and gets a lead. There's no way Michigan can win. They're not built for that. The last thing I would say, the most encouraging thing I saw was the linebacker play. I think that was the best I've seen them play in some time. And I think uh, one last piece of upside for them to win a national championship, they need to get nine block involved. Uh, Michigan has a good secondary. So I think uh, they're really going to get not need to get nine block moving against those safeties. So covered a lot of ground. Just be curious to your thoughts on any of my comments. Well, absolutely. I'll start with the secondary. I thought that for, for the first part, King of Downs is just different. When you watch that young man play, he can make tackles by himself. He doesn't need help. Like, the strength that young man carries with his build, he is coming downhill, and his technique, his tackling, ta- you can tell. He was taught well in high school. He breaks down. He wraps up. He makes secure solo tackles. So, Caleb Downs, if he gets his hands on you, the technique and the leverage he plays with, you're not getting away from that kid, from that guy right there. But what I, what I was impressed with, the way Trey Amos stepped up, the transfer from Louisiana Lafayette. I mean, uh, you look at Kool-Aid went down with the concussion. Uh, you plug in Trey Amos. He gets, what, two or three pass breakups locking down his side. Very impressed by how that man played. So kudos to the secondary. That, that's one thing I will answer. The secondary stepped up. And then both lines for Alabama, the offensive line, that right side, J.C. Latham, Tyler Booker, they did work. Caden Proctor on that left side has really grown up. He had a great game as well. But on the defensive line, you know, guys were able to get some pressure to Carson Beck when they needed to and stop the run as well. But appreciate Mike from, from uh, appreciate Rob from uh, Robert from Chicago calling in there. But we grabbed this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, Stephen, this is Mike from Kentucky. What's up? What's up, my brother? Mike, it happened, boy. Alabama went down to Atlanta. Got the win. Walk got, that dog. I mean, I got the win. Got in the playoff. Jalen Milrow, two touchdowns, MVP. And, uh, yeah, buddy, walked out of Hotlanta with that confetti on him. 
Yeah, you just got to love this team, bro. I mean, they've come a long way since SEC media days. They have. They you know, have. The O-line is is night and day from the beginning of the year. Look like a liability. Now they look like a strength. And you just got to love these kids, man. Got to love the coaching. Unbelievable coaching job across the board. All the assistants got their boys sitting on tilt right now. Yeah. Did you see the reaction of the Michigan players when they, when they heard they was going to play Alabama? I mean, it was crickets in the room. Like, yeah, it they, was, could, they, it they, they couldn't no say hell nothing. Yeah. It was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, it, it, it's different when you have a Bama team rolling in here, playing well, but this is a Bama team that knows we can actually take it up another notch. Yeah, it, it, that, the score was misleading. It, yeah. it was a beatdown. I, I mean, because to, to, to be honest, this could have been a, a shutout for Bama or Georgia should at least just only have seven points because there yes. were four interceptions dropped. There were some moments <laughs> where, you know, Milrow knows if I would have let the ball go a bit sooner or made a quicker decision, something better could have happened. But at the end of the day, it, it just shows you this team is locked in. Like, th- this team has heard the doubt all year. They've been squashing it game by game, and now this team is in the playoff. There's no way you're stopping this team. I agree, man. Nobody wants to play us. But i tell you what, Texas is looking really good, too. I- I can- I'm looking at a rematch. And, Mike, how fitting would it be the Saban run started – with beating Texas, and now the Saban statement to reannounce, hey, I'm still the guy, would be against Texas. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that, that we get a, another shot at Texas to, to vindicate everything. That'll just put the cherry on top. Well, I'm going to get off, Stephen. I know there's bound to be a lot of callers trying to get in, man. I'm, I can't be happier, and I'm proud of this team, brother. And what, what, wait till we win the national title. I'm going to call Feinbaum up. I'm going to tear into him like a nine-string weed eater, brother. Hey, Low dead gum tight, everybody. Do, do, do what you do, Mike. Mike from Kentucky. Call into the show. Appreciate Mike for giving us his passion here. And for all of you giving us your passion here on the show, we, we welcome that. I know I definitely do. But call topic right here. Looking at the... Uh, college football playoff. Bama will face Michigan. Bama will face Michigan in uh, the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day. The com- I, 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 and I think the committee got it right. I think the committee got it right with the four teams that they chose. I, I know people look at, well, Florida State was undefeated. They should have gotten in there. <laughs> I think the committee got it right with the four teams that they chose. You got three major brands. Like, everybody going to watch Alabama to see Bama win, to see Bama lose. Because they like a major brand, everybody going to watch Bama. They got that right. They got Texas right. Texas beat Bama in the head-to-head, but Texas a a bigger, a huge brand, a traditional power. Texas gets people to a TV set. They got that right. Michigan. Huge brand, huge tradition, 
major power, big blue. People got to get to a TV set. Evan Washington, hey, West Coast, you got your team. There they are, right there. I think the committee got this right. Everybody's got something to watch. You're going to see some fun matchups take place on the field. I think they got it right right there. I definitely got to show some love to Siobhan Puppy. Let's go. The 499. And the super chats from Siobhan. Then we got Guitarzan. Guitarzan with that 199. Throwing that in there. We're going to take our final break here on the show. When we get back, we got Bama injury update. And uh, a Bama player is already testing the transfer portal waters because the portal has opened. We'll talk about that to wrap things up after this. I'm Malachi Moore, and you're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama's YouTube channel. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. What's going on? This is Benny Bice. I'm the founder and owner of Touchdown Alabama. And you guys are supporting one of the only independent outlets covering Alabama football today. No other sports, no networks, just Alabama football. Roll, tie, roll. All right, people, here we go. Back into the action from the break. Number one form for Crimson Tide. Football news in my own words. Yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. I appreciate all of you for all the calls this evening, the donations this evening, the conversations this evening, for your excitement and seeing your team in the college football playoff. The committee got it right. Got the four best teams in Michigan, Washington, Texas, and your Crimson Tide of Alabama. Phenomenal. Continue to hit the like button. Tap the like button. Hit that subscribe button. Keep yourself locked on to all the Bama action. We're going to wrap things up here, folks, with this. So, injury update and transfer portal news. First off, on the injury front here, Kool-Aid McKinstry, Alabama corner, did suffer a concussion in the SEC championship game, according to Coach Saban, McKinstry in concussion protocol. They'll keep him going with that where the medical staff is concerned. But I, I feel like by by practice, by Rose Bowl practice for Michigan, Kool-Aid will be ready. By Rose Bowl practice for Michigan, Kool-Aid will be set. He will be ready to go. That's to update their own Kool-Aid. By Rose Bowl practice, Jace McClellan will be ready. He'll be ready. He's seen that he was walking fine to get his honors there from, from the uh, from the uh, annual banquet on Sunday. So by Rose Bowl practice, Kool-Aid McKinstry, Alabama cornerback, 
Jace McClellan, Alabama running back. Both guys should be good to go against uh, t- against uh, Michigan. But kudos to Trey Amos. He stepped up. Like I said, the transfer from Louisiana Lafayette came in to replace Kool-Aid in, in the SEC title game. Had two pass breakups. Locked down his side of the field. Young man stepped up. Had a big game. Kudos to him. Played well. Doing his job. Now, in terms of the transfer portal news, two players have have already tested the waters. Number one will be Tyler Buckner that came out today. Young man from young man from California. He transferred to Alabama from Notre Dame after spring practice. You know, back in the spring. Uh, a lot of people, or some people felt like he could be the starting quarterback for Alabama because of the relationship he already has with Tommy Reese. Buckner got his chance against South Florida. It wasn't meant to be there where he is concerned, but uh, he has decided to put his name in the transfer portal to play lacrosse. Very unique development there. So he's going to be a lacrosse player. Now, what's being reported now, he will remain with Alabama until the season's over. Once the season's over, his destination, according to reports, is be to return to Notre Dame to play lacrosse. So that's the reports happening right now. Buckner will remain with the Crimson Tide until the end of the season. I and mean, after the season ends, then he will go to Notre Dame to play lacrosse there. So uh, best wishes to one Tyler Buckner. In terms of the other guy uh, testing the waters here, that would be wide receiver Thayu Jones-Bell, who has entered the transfer portal. Young man, former four-star from uh, from uh, Miami, Florida. He came in the 2020 class, and uh, it kind of – this is kind of sad because, uh, you know, you know, Thayu Jones, but really good player, really good talent, if you will, just got buried there on the depth chart. Never really got a chance to show what he could do. Uh, then he got hurt and had to take a medical red shirt this year. Just, just tough. Want, want the best for this dude. I really do. Really good dude. Want the best for him. So wherever he goes, my support's with Thayu. Hopefully he goes somewhere and he can make an impact. He can really ball out and be just just a special story because a talented guy just got buried there on the depth chart and got hurt, and you hate that. Like, you really hate that. So wherever he goes, wish him nothing but the best. Hopefully Thayu goes somewhere and has a successful season on a different college football roster. But, you know, he's in at the portal. Uh, Tyler Buckner in the portal, but Buckner will remain at Alabama until after this season ends, and he will go to his different destination to play lacrosse. But, as always, Bama fans, you want the best in news, notes, information, coverage, entertainment on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can do this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store, if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store. If you got the Android phone for your audio needs, check us out. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered right there. 
Gotta shout out all of you, the Bama fans, for all the calls, all the donations, all the chatting, all the super chatting. Anthony Lang is going to end the show by dropping in a $50 donation. Holy cow! Anthony Lang. Appreciate that. Wrapping this up. Some fire. $50 donation there from Anthony Lang. Gotta show some love to my man John Ivory in the production studio. Holding it down. Appreciate John Ivory for all that he does. Gotta also show some love here to. I also show some love here to, to my family in Tuscaloosa. My wife, me, and my daughter Mariah get y'all, y'all two do an unbelievable job in terms of dealing with me. Dealing with me on a daily basis. Dealing with me and all the traveling that I do. Y'all two are the real MVPs. Mia and Mariah, my wife and daughter, real MVPs right there. And they got this hearty meal prepared upon me getting to the house. So I appreciate y'all too. So until next time, folks. Husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate, value those husbands, children. You guys continue to do the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored and getting that schoolwork in. Get you those three party meals a day, those three great naps a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen Smith, and you've been listening to In My Own Words.